Welcome to The Next Track, a podcast about how people listen to music today. I'm Doug Adams. And I'm Kirk McElhern. Hello, and thank you for queuing us up. This is episode number 31 of The Next Track, and it's brought to you by Soft Arena, the makers of Walter 2. Walter 2 helps you transfer virtually any media files onto your iOS device without iTunes. I'll tell you more about this really cool software in just a bit, but right now we are pleased to welcome Jim Dalrymple. Jim, you're a special guest. Thanks for taking the time to be with us today. No, it's a pleasure. Jim Dalrymple runs The Loop, which is a great website that talks about Apple stuff and Mac stuff. And Jim's an old Mac guy and an old friend who's been writing about the Mac as long as I have, if not longer. Jim had an article a little more than a week ago entitled, Apple Music Hits 20 Million Subscribers by Focusing on Hip Hop. Now, if you've listened to this show, and especially if you follow my website, you know that I have mixed feelings about Apple Music, and Jim has had mixed feelings about Apple Music since the very beginning. Jim, what prompted you to write this article, which is a bit of a critique of Apple Music? Well, <laughs> you know, I, I like Apple Music. I really do. I just don't think that it's reached um, its potential, and especially since we're two years in to Apple Music. And Apple has always been about building great products. And people would come because they're they're great products. Apple Music seems different to me. Apple Music seems like they're uh, reaching out to um you know what's popular right now and ignoring the product to a large extent, and then bragging about how many numbers they have. So it's it's just a numbers game. That's what it seems like to me. Um, you know, Apple has always said that music is in its DNA. Well, Steve Jobs always said that. Right. I find it hard to believe Tim Cook when he says that. Uh, when, when he did that video thing a few months ago of him in that carpool karaoke thing. Right. Um, I'm sorry, Tim, it's just painful. You're not that guy. Well, music being in your DNA to me means that all music is there. Um, and Apple, even in that article, you know, Apple said they're focused on hip hop. Well, that doesn't music isn't in your DNA. It's hip hop. That's what's important. And, you know, it makes perfect sense that they're going after the the largest um, genre of music that they can continue to, to put numbers in and increase their subscriber base. But it, it's it's not all music you know before well you could go to an apple event or or i look on on itunes and you would see rock and you would see kanye west and you would see all kinds of of different things you know you make a good point because when you do go to apple events you do i don't and you have music in the room beforehand you used to have a wider variety of music than you do now is that correct yeah so now before one of these events, it's basically they're playing the music that they're pushing on Apple Music rather than playing a set of music to keep people occupied while they're waiting for an event to begin. Well, I, if, I, if I look at, at um, Apple Music and knowing the type of music that I like, which is rock, hard rock, 
blues. Uh, I like jazz. I like classical. You know, this these are the types of things that that I listen to. And when I go to Apple Music, they still show me hip hop. <laughs> you know, if I go to the browse section, it that's all it is basically. Now I, this week they put the Rolling Stones up there. Uh, there's two banners, one with an interview, one with the album of the Rolling Stones. Well, it's kind of hard to, to ignore the Rolling Stones for anybody. Are you seeing that today? Because Doug and I just looked before we started recording, and we're not seeing that at all. No, well... We're not seeing the Stones, we're seeing hip-hop, we're seeing the year in music, because they've got their best of. Oh, maybe they took the Stones down. They then. do have Neil Young, and they've got a movie soundtrack for La La Land, and then a Pentatonix Christmas, because it's Christmas coming up. I mean, this is a hard time of year because with Christmas season yeah. and all that. But I, I actually said to Doug earlier, you know, I'm surprised to not see the Rolling Stones. That is a big album. As far as rock is concerned, it, it is one of the bigger releases right now. Yeah. Um, so if I go to Spotify and, and go to... Um, you know, the, the page, it shows me rock stuff because that's what I listen to. So, you know, I, I, people have said, maybe you don't go to For You. I do. I go to For You every day. And, uh, you know, I look at the stuff there and the recommendations are, are pretty good. They, they've been certainly getting a lot better. But um, when I look at, at For You, was it yesterday or the day before when all this uh, happened? Um, uh, the weekend latest album is in my my new albums. Me too. And I noticed that before. And my thought is like, I've never listened to this. I don't particularly like hip hop music. Uh, the only reason this is there is because the marketing department is putting it there. Kind of like the way they put the U2 album into everyone's iTunes library. Right. So, you know, why is the weekend in, in my... Um, my for you section. There is absolutely no reason at all that it should be there, besides the fact that Apple wants people to um, to listen to it. So, are they placing it there? You know, on purpose. Um, and and you know, to me, that's wrong. The fact that uh, Apple Music took over um, the App Store with with Taylor Swift. Uh, you know, the the app store is no place for music, regardless of what it is. I don't care if it's Ozzy or if it's Taylor Swift. The app store is no place for music. So they, they took over that. Um, if you look at their commercials, Apple Music commercials, all it is is a parade of celebrities, one after the other, celebrities. How many celebrities can we stuff into this, you know, 30-second commercial? It doesn't talk about the product. It just shows celebrities over and over again. And if you look at other Apple commercials, they give you some kind of a scenario where it focuses on the product. And I think that's important. Or, or, or even more, or even more, it focuses on what you can do with the product right. or the results of the product. Or, like Or how you feel about using the product. Right. But the... Um hey, look, all the celebrities are using it. It must be good sort of marketing isn't the sort of thing they've done a lot of. Yeah. No, not at all. I just want to interject one thing very quickly. You mentioned hip-hop in the title of this article, and you rightly did so because you're quoting something that Eddie Q said. But 
I think it's very clear, but it wasn't clear to everyone that this is not because you're anti-hip-hop. And you made an update no. to the article because you were getting criticized for this. I certainly understood. I don't like hip-hop myself. I don't like heavy metal myself. Please don't leave, Jim. Um, <laughs> but but I, I appreciate all music. And, and I mean, I totally understood when this article came out that my feeling is that Apple is, they're focusing on the biggest group and ignoring all the rest now well you know you it's it's pop music and you know you're always going to see the, the the most popular selling stuff in the window you're going to try to throw the the biggest net possible to attract as many listeners as possible and and they should they really should but it i, I guess what really bothered me is that when you brag about your numbers but the service still doesn't work properly then I, I, I have an issue. And, you know, like these things that I listed off in the article that, that still don't work, these haven't worked since day one. And they're supposedly features of the service. And, and that's what upsets me. I could care less if Apple focuses on hip hop or not, really. I don't care what genre they focus on. Um, you know, uh, but don't keep throwing it at me when clearly that's not what what I listen to, and they continue to do that. Yeah, and and clearly you can't spend time fixing the things that don't work. You know, you you and I have had some pretty bad experiences with Apple Music and with iCloud Music Library, especially. It's gotten a little bit better, but not that much. And you raise some interesting points here. Why doesn't my iCloud Music Library update every day with the songs I played in the last twenty four hours? How can I tap? play on an Apple Music song and it plays a completely different version of the song. How can I play a radio station, rate a song that's playing from my library and the rating disappears immediately? I, I want to add one. I mentioned it to Doug earlier. If I tell Siri on my iPhone to play some Grateful Dead, it goes to Apple Music because I do have Apple Music turned on, but not iCloud Music Library. It goes to Apple Music and it plays something from the best of Grateful Dead, which is not an album that I own, rather than playing my music on my iPhone. And right. this is just wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. It's 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 like someone just keeps getting in the way. Like you remember when you were when you were young and there would be always be someone who'd like take a record off a turntable and put something else on. You know, that's the feeling I get. Well, you know, when it comes to um uh I listening to the songs and having a record of the songs that you listen to, the the history of what you listen to. I would love for Apple Music to uh, in my iTunes library, since I have iCloud Music turned on and since I'm a paid subscriber, show me the songs that I've listened to. And and it doesn't in my library. It doesn't show me that. Because there may be songs there that I think, oh, I really like that. I want to go back and, and you know, add that if I, if I want to. But I don't know if you noticed or not, but even if you have a song in your library... And the radio station, I listen to the hard rock radio station a lot. If I listen to a song on the hard rock radio station and it's in my library, it still won't update the play count in my library, even though the, it's in there. Right, because the radio station is a separate thing. Yeah. And it's considered to not be part of your library. It's considered not to be part of your library, but the song that's playing is playing from your library. Right. It's the local version. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't understand that. I think a lot of the confusion is that 
Apple Music and iCloud Music Library, these are a bunch of different things that were patched together. So iTunes Match was the first thing that they did with the cloud. And then they did, well, no, sorry, purchases in the cloud were the first thing that you could re-download them, but you couldn't stream them. Then iTunes Match. Then along came Apple Music. Now, as you know, in what was it in the summer, they decided to sort of merge the capabilities of Apple Music and iTunes Match. You and I both reported on this. And they had to merge this because they were separate services. There were separate computers, servers managing all this. I'm pretty sure the radio thing is also considered to be a separate thing. And I think there's some confusion on Apple's end as to exactly how people want this to happen. I think Apple would be very happy if people just streamed and they didn't have to worry about the complaints of iCloud Music Library. Exactly. Exactly. I I think so, too. And, you know... what I try and get across to people, because some people are very angry with me for uh, for calling out um, the problems with Apple Music, and I, I don't understand why, but they are. Uh, I'm not asking Apple Music to do anything that Apple didn't tell me it could do. I, I it, it, this this isn't a case of me saying, "Oh, I want a pony and I want a unicorn in Apple Music," and it doesn't do it. Apple said. You can do this. Okay, great. Then I want to be able to do it. And it doesn't work. Well, then I get upset because you told me. And it's not just Apple. People say, are, are you not a fan of, of Apple anymore? Well, it's not about being a fan of anything. I'm a fan of things that work. That's what I'm a fan of. I like LG TVs because they work. Every time I turn that thing on, it's there, it works, and it's great. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Apple products. Their hardware products are, are designed. They're they're amazing. Uh, I think Mac OS works really well. I think they've done a, a great job over the past few years of integration with iOS. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things, but I like them because they work. And Apple Music doesn't work. So I think it's fair to call Apple out when they go on billboard and brag about having 20 million subscribers and that they're hungry and that they want more and you know they're <clears throat> they're focusing on hip hop to get this done okay all makes sense it still doesn't work <laughs> you know there are a lot of things that still don't work and that's what upsets me we're going to take a short break here and be back with more on apple music and our guest jim dalrymple in just a minute If you've got a wide and varied media library, you've no doubt noticed that Apple apps don't recognize or support every format. And you can't play FLAC audio or MK video or read some text formats on your iOS device. Well, let me tell you, you need Walter 2 from Softarino. Walter 2 lets you transfer pretty much any audio, video, or book format from your Mac to your iPhone, iPad, or iPod. It's really easy to just drag and drop files from your Mac onto the Walter 2 app. It'll then convert any file without any loss to the closest format your iOS device recognizes and then make it available to the proper iOS app. I've been dumping video I've ripped from DVD or recorded on my iTV to my iPad, and I'm really amazed at the great job Walter 2 does. It can even add metadata. Now, if you've been frustrated not being able to listen or watch your unsupported media on iOS, you've got to try Walter 2. Visit thenexttrack.com slash Walter, that's W-A-L-T-R, for more details, and take 15% off the price of Walter 2 by using the code the next track, one word, or TNT. Go to the nexttrack.com slash Walter 
Save 15% on Walter 2 with the code the next track or TNT only until January 2nd, 2017. Transfer virtually any media files onto your iOS device without iTunes with Walter 2. So I, there's one thing that I've been wondering about this number that they've been citing. The last time they cited a number, I believe it was 13 million. And they're saying that they have surpassed 20 million paid subscribers. I don't know if this is 20 million accounts or 20 million users. In other words, you can have a family account with up to, is it five or six people? Do all those people count in that 20 million um, or do they count it as a single account? Um, I think they're counting the users, not the accounts as such. I think they're counting um, the uh, the accounts. Apple has always been very um, conservative in their numbers, unless that has also changed. But they have always been, you know, when they say that they have so many uh, paid uh, accounts of something or so many paid users, it's always users... Uh, individual. Well, but this is the first time they've had a family plan with the exception of iCloud family plan some years ago. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they massage the numbers as much as they can. I mean, it's hard to resist when they're competing against Spotify and YouTube and other services where the number of listeners is an important figure for like the record labels. So they like big numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose if, I mean, my son is a, is a, a, a user on my family account and according to Apple, I guess he would have a separate account. He does. It's just that I'm paying for it. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they are. But as Doug pointed out, these numbers, they're for the record labels. There's not for the users. It's not because Apple has 20 million subscribers that, you or I or someone else are going to decide to use Apple Music. This is really for leverage with the record companies. Another thing that Doug and I were looking at before we started recording that I found interesting, and I, I guess this was always like this, I never noticed, they're promoting exactly the same stuff on the iTunes store as they are on Apple Music when you look at the top level of the carousel there. I'm a bit surprised because I would think that different music is selling than what's streaming, I mean, we all have to agree that, you know, paid downloads are on the way out and streaming is, is going up with a bullet, as they say in the music industry. But it seems surprising that they would be promoting exactly the same things. You would think that they would fine-tune that a bit more and choose to promote in the store things they expect to sell and choose to promote in Apple Music things they expect to stream. Let, let me ask you guys something. Do you still buy music? I buy CDs, yeah. but Sure. I still buy downloads and CDs. Not as much I, as I, I used bought to. A, yeah. I haven't bought, but see, I haven't bought downloads maybe, in ages. But since I'm a classical music fan, I buy lots of box sets, um, which are have a relatively low per disc price. Maybe we're we're just not Apple's customer anymore for music. Yeah, we're not. We're old. We're old. We're, we're, we grew up in the period where we had LPs and then cassettes and then CDs. And my son, who's 26, he's Apple's customer, who uses Apple Music religiously. And who hasn't bought any music in ages. I'll bet we all use Apple Music the same way, though. It's like suddenly something will occur to me that I want to listen to. I go to Apple Music and I listen to it. And if I like it, I'll buy it eventually. But if I only need to hear it once just to satisfy some urge, then Apple Music has done its job. It's also pretty good for recommendations, too. But, I mean, for the most part, um, I just consider it just disposable. It, if I want to own something, if I want to have it, I'll buy it. You know, there, there are some... Um some very good things about Apple Music, and they have gotten a lot better over um, the past couple of years. Uh, you know, the radio, the, um, the the way that that works. I find the radio, when I go in and press 
you know, hard rock and I start listening to things, there's a, there's a new stuff, there's old stuff, there's Black Sabbath, there's, you know, all kinds of things. I think that that's gotten a whole lot better. Um, what, what I find difficult to understand is that the, the real promise of Apple Music for me was that Apple said, you can bring your library to this service and we will know what music you have and we can recommend things based on your music. We can do all kinds of different things for you, but we'll know what you already have. But that's not really true. They, that, and that's part of the failure of Apple Music. If you take the whole um, Apple Music matching your song so that they know what what you're listening or, or what you have in your library, take that away. Apple Music is just like any other music service. Right. And it, and it only learns from what you play and what you like. And That's the part that's not working. Yeah. I, I have always said that for me, the promise of Apple Music was that you can combine your local library with the library in the cloud and have no distinction between the two. So if I want to play one album by a particular band and then another that I don't own, it, it's almost transparent. Right. One, one of the problems, though, that we've seen since day one with Apple Match is that it doesn't match everything as it should. Sometimes an entire album doesn't get matched, even though it's on the iTunes store. Sometimes half the tracks of an album or a few tracks. So when it can't match, it can't, it doesn't know that you have those tracks or those albums. Right. And I think one of the things they should have been working on is to get iTunes match to work better. So as much of your music matches as possible. In all of my experiments with iTunes match, even among relatively common popular music there's plenty that doesn't match yeah and you know i have i yesterday i looked at the for you section and i i always scroll scroll down and scroll across on each section to see what's there and what's new and and it does uh, as i said it does a pretty good job of of saying you know here's some playlists and you know uh and i i end up at the uh new albums and or no, I'm sorry, not the new albums. Albums you may like, or uh, so you know, it's a grid of four on on iOS. So I scroll across, and I'm thinking, wait, I own that, I own that, and I own that. So I, I tap on them, and in Apple Music, if you tap on it, it will show you a plus sign besides beside the songs that it doesn't recognize, and a cloud sign be, beside the ones that it does. And I'm looking and saying, okay, but why are you recommending albums that are already in my library? I own these. So don't recommend an album that I already have. What good is that? But then when you look at it, it doesn't recognize that you have the album. Well, or not the or entire album. Or not the album. entire album. Right. And that's, you know, sometimes when I look at the album in, in Apple Music, it has clouds beside everything, every song, and then it has the add button. Well, I, okay, but you recognize that I have it all. So what what is it you want me to add? So it you know there are definitely issues with data not transferring correctly. For instance, um, play dates and ratings and um, and play counts and, and play counts uh, they don't seem to transfer correctly. And this is a known issue that I filed bugs on. And so that makes me wonder if there are other issues with 
data not transferring to the cloud or not being recognized correctly. So one one example that I will include in the show notes, uh, I believe this is about six months ago, I downloaded a big Frank Sinatra album. It's like five or six CDs worth of music. And I downloaded it, I added it to my iCloud music library. It was all this one, I think it's called The Ultimate Frank Sinatra. And I'll link to an article on my website where I have screenshots. About a half hour after I downloaded it, all of the music had changed. The album names had changed. Some of the artists had changed to like Tommy Dorsey and his orchestra. The album artwork was all different. They were in 12 different genres. It was a total mess. So from iCloud Music Library, from Apple Music, I downloaded something that was correctly tagged. And then when it updated Apple Music in my library, the cloud changed everything. He said, not realizing the irony. <laughs> you mean the cloud changed everything. <laughs> and so I deleted it and I did it again. And the same thing happened, but the changes weren't exactly the same. Some of the albums had different names and all that. It's just, it's just a mess. And, you know, when all this started, both you and I, Jim, we had terrible problems with our iCloud music libraries. And I simply will not trust my main music library to, to iCloud. I have a separate library that's on my laptop and my real music library is on my iMac. So I, I can listen to Apple Music on my iPhone, but since iCloud Music Library is not on there, since I sync with my iMac, I can't download anything to my library and sync my play counts and ratings and all that because I just don't trust it. Yeah. Well, I, I do have mine turned on uh, because I just I keep fiddling around with it and, and playing with it to see... You know, are things going to update or, you know, I, I feel that I have to use it. And my my son is part of the family account. So, you know, I keep it uh, I keep it going. But uh, I just, you know, people people said on Twitter that um, when I wrote that article that uh, I was a crybaby and that hip hop needed um some some love and and they they didn't get i don't have an issue with the genre i have an issue with how apple is going about it yeah we, we need someone from apple to come out and say you know hey here's all these problems and we're going to address them i mean you know i i write the ask the itunes guy column for macworld every two weeks and i get you know dozens and dozens of emails and i see all these problems that it's just so incredibly frustrating. And more and more now I'm getting people who are saying, you know, this just doesn't work. I'm just going to switch to Android. And I think that's a pretty extreme attitude because if you are locked into the ecosystem, it's not that simple. But I think people are starting to realize that, you know, Apple is not just the quality of the iPhone and the quality of the iPad and the laptop. It's the quality of the services. Yeah. You know, when you have these problems that are so frustrating, you just want to switch to something else and not have to deal with the headaches. Well, and, you know, I have other music services that I subscribe to because, yeah, I, I that's... That's part of what I do when I write about it. It's you can't, you know, you can't cancel Apple Music and then continue to write about Apple Music, you know. Um, so I have Spotify, I have Pandora that, you know, both I'm, I'm paid um, premium customers on. And, I, you know, I enjoy those too. And, you know, uh, Pandora is coming out with a new service at the beginning of 2017. Um, and I'm very interested to see how that works because they bought RDO. And so Pandora, I, I don't know uh, your guys' experience, but their algorithmic radio is about the best I've seen. Yeah, I love it. I've been a Pandora One subscriber for a while. Right. So what's going to happen when Pandora adds on-demand music where you can just, you know, add music uh, to your library like, um, 
like Apple Music or Spotify. And they have all that intelligence. And according to what I read, they will use that uh, so that each... And this is what I find very interesting. This is what I was talking about with Apple Music. Instead of me turning on Apple Music and going to the browse section and seeing um, hip-hop, I'll go to the browse section in Pandora and see music tailored for me because they have the history of what I've listened to. Uh, they know what I like, what I don't like. And each user, even down to a playlist level, each user will have a different experience on Pandora based on what they love. And to I, you know, the, the, that sounds wonderful. I hope they can do it. <laughs> I really do, because it sounds like a great thing. I don't see why Apple can't do it. I mean, they have Genius, which is a pretty impressive tool. I've always liked Genius for my local library. You can start a Genius playlist from any track, and it comes up with a playlist of, of music that really fits. And it's not always like, you know, here's three songs by the same band and three songs by a similar band. It It's spread out a little bit. You know, if you look at those rock family trees and the genre flow charts and all that, it's spread out, but it's close enough. I, I don't know why Apple hasn't applied this genius algorithm to Apple Music. In fact, you can't use genius with Apple Music tracks. You can only use it with tracks that you own that are in your library, which makes it look like genius is disappearing. And in fact, in iTunes 10, genius was basically removed from the iOS Music app. So I think they're phasing it out, which, which is a shame because genius is this thing that looks at all the music you have what related music in your library and compares it to other people who have the same music in the library. So it's like when you used to go over to a friend's house and he had, you know, a Black Sabbath album and a Grateful Dead album, what else did he have that you might like? That kind of thing. I, di I didn't know that's how that worked. That's pretty impressive. It is. And it's been like that for a long time. If you want to see how it works in your library, just press option space and you can do what's called genius shuffle. And what it does is it picks a track at random, and then it makes a Genius playlist based on it. If you don't like the track that it's picked, press Option Shuffle again, or press Next and, and see what comes up, or click the Up Next button in iTunes to see what's coming up. It's a really, really efficient way of choosing a playlist. I use this very often when I don't know what to listen to. Um, I'll just press um, Option Space until I find a track that I want to hear, and then the rest of them, I'll just leave them on. Huh. It's the closest thing to... Um it's the closest thing to something like a Pandora clone that they've come up with. That's pretty cool. I hope they don't get rid of it. It sounds yeah, like... Yeah, uh, it, it, well, it's, it's gotten rid of on iOS. And, and I think it's because, for some reason, they don't want to use it with Apple Music and I don't know. So what, what do you think they're going to do next? I mean, they're not going to start dumping albums in our libraries again like the YouTube debacle. <laughs> do you think they're really going to double down on this and focus on hip-hop even more? Or do you yes. think they'll finally... You really? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're... They're going to double down and they're going to triple down. They're going to. And, and you know, if you look at, at the commercials that they've been doing lately, they're very happy with the way that, that things are going. And I think that they see it as uh, as a winning strategy. And again, that's fine. I, you know, double down, triple down, do whatever you need to do. If, if the service worked and if I could do what they said that I should be able to do, then I'd be I'd be happy with that. Make make my uh, Apple Music app based on me, not what you want me to see, and I'd be happy. 
But I, I don't know if they can't do that or they don't want to do that because then they wouldn't be able to push, you know, um, uh, the weekend album in my albums mix next to Metallica and ACDC. And, you know, it, it seems odd to me that 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 happened. One thing I've wondered, and again, Doug and I were talking before, uh, when I mentioned about if I tell Siri to play Grateful Dead, it plays the best of Grateful Dead album from Apple Music instead of music on my phone. I'm wondering if the more streams they have, the better Apple Music looks to the record labels. It doesn't mean they make more money because they only make money on subscription. You can listen 24 hours a day and it doesn't cost any more. But are they forcing, are they trying to get people to stream more instead of listening to their own music in order to have more streams because that's a metric that the, the music industry wants to see? I, I don't think any, any of us have an answer to that. Yeah. Um, but it seems that what they might be trying to do is push people into things to get them to stream. The, the thing is, what, what you're saying, though, about making, the, four, making the, the Apple Music homepage more personalized. Right. And, and I guess that, that's the the whole point isn't it i mean i want a service that i can just open up and look and say wow yeah i want to listen to that and and i guess that's what they say the for you page is for but if i want to browse just new music i can't you if you go to itunes and select your genre of rock or, or hard rock or whatever it is classical it won't stay there the next time you open it up, it goes back to the homepage, which is 99% uh, pop and hip hop. So they're showing you what they want you to see, not what you want to see. Okay, well, we're going to hope it gets better. Jim Dalrymple, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast and a very Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. You too. Thanks again to Soft Arena for sponsoring this episode. They are the makers of the very helpful Walter 2 software that can transfer virtually any media files onto your iOS device without iTunes. And until January 2nd, you can take 15% off the price of Walter 2 by using the code THENEXTTRACK as one word, or TNT, and get more details at thenexttrack.com slash Walter. That's W-A-L-T-R. Kirk, what's your next track? My next track this week is an audio book. It's Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run, the memoir or autobiography that he released a couple of months ago. It was finally released this week as an audio book read by Bruce Springsteen. And that makes it really interesting because everyone knows Bruce's voice. You know, when you listen to an audiobook, if you're an audiobook fan, you've got certain narrators that you really like, and it doesn't bother you to hear the same narrator reading different novels or nonfiction books. But when you hear something written in the first person, like an autobiography or a memoir, it's a little bit jarring. It's more and more common, actually, for people like this to read their own audiobooks, and I find it's really interesting. You, you get the rhythm along with the words as he speaks. You, you hear his cadence, the, the way he talks, his New Jersey accent and all that. I've only listened to about an hour of it so far. It's 18 hours long. But I have to say, he's one heck of a good writer. I mean, I, I know as a lyricist, he's he's quite competent, but he's really good in, in this book. He's, he's creative. He's interesting. This isn't your average memoir. Word is that he did write it, and there was no ghostwriter. So you may just want to read the book, and a, a number of people I know have read it and found it enjoyable, but if you are an audiobook fan, I'd strongly recommend getting the audiobook and listening to Bruce tell his own life story. So this is Born to Run, and you can get it from audible.com along with other places. 
I will be listening to the Flamin' Groovies Teenage Head album from 1971. This is the third album from the Flamin' Groovies. I, I also like Shake Some Action, but this is really different and refreshing. It's a deliberate attempt to create a, a rock and roll blues sound, a lot like Sticky Fingers or Muswell Hillbillies was trying to do in the same era. In fact, uh, Mick Jagger reportedly said that Teenage Head did a better job of it than Sticky Fingers did. The Flamin' Groovies are said to have anticipated power pop uh, that came later in the 70s, but there's not much of that here. This is pretty much just stripped-down garage rock and roll turned up when necessary. The funny thing, when the LP first came out, it had just nine tracks on it, but the CD release years later had 16, and the bonus tracks were just as great as the first batch. So if you like the Stones, circa 69, you'll like the Flamin' Groovies' Teenage Head. That's my next track. This has been The Next Track a podcast about how people listen to music today. You can find show notes and links to some of the things we talked about in this and other episodes at thenexttrack.com. There's also a contact form there you can use to send us comments. If you like the show, we hope you'll subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And please think about giving us a review or rating. We'd appreciate that. I'm Doug Adams, and for Kirk McElhern, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.